The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Right now, our guest Pablo Dylan joins us. It's an honor to welcome this artist. He's a singer, songwriter, performing, and recording artist. His latest release, the EP entitled The Finest Somersault, is out now. Pablo Dillon, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, I just had a show out in Orange County last night. It's the honor of a lifetime to just be able to continuously play for the American public. What do you find it's like when you when you meet people who... They see you on Facebook or whatever, or they listen to your music, and then they come up to you and they want to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it, it, it's cool. You know, I, I, I'm very lucky that I get to travel around this beautiful country and meet the beautiful people of it and, uh, you know, play in different little cities every night. And it's just an incredible honor to be able you know, to be a voice that people listen to. I think you've got a very unique sound. How would you say that your your style or your sound of music was developed? Um, it comes like it came like a lightning. All my songs do, like dreams. Um, I sort of hear it in my head, and then I just work until we can get it to that point. I think one thing that's unique about me is I'm one of the only people that's as versed as I am in old music and new music. And I think that's an advantage that I have when I go in to make records is that I can throw little elements of hip hop and new age pop and R&B in with my older type rock songs or folk songs or blues songs. That's a very interesting point, and I'm wondering if you can tell us maybe some of those influences, old and new, that have made the biggest impact on you. Yes. Well, when I was a little kid, uh, one of my first favorite bands was The Clash, which um, I've talked about before. You know, Joe Strummer's voice on Lunch and Calling just took me from the earliest hours of youth. And, uh, you know, Eminem, Kanye West. Chuck Berry, Robert Johnson, Charlie Patton, Hank Williams, Jay-Z, Timbaland. And, you know, uh, coming out of high school, I was very lucky uh, to be able to produce for a lot of really great rap artists, ASAP Rocky, OG, OG Mako, um, and other genres, too. And it's kind of come full circle now. Do you think it's important to expose yourself to a variety of stuff? Yes, definitely. You know, I, I don't really think genres, you know, the word genre, you know, hip hop, folk music, rock music, classical music, this was invented, these were words invented by people in offices to be able to sell records in a record store. So when you went to an aisle, you knew which type of thing you were getting. But I don't really think there's any weight to them themselves, you know? Uh, a good song is a good song. It doesn't matter what type of song it is. Well, on that note, how would you define a good song? What makes a good song a good song? 
Um, well, it can't be calculated for the masses. Once people start doing that, they've lost everything. Far too often, not just in this time period, in any time period, people just do whatever everybody else is doing. I think the best artists are the ones that have a vision of what they want to do and they lead with that and they stick with that and that's the only thing that matters to them. Very true. I was hoping you could kind of give us a snapshot of what life was like for you when you were growing up. What would be a typical day? Well, uh, you know, uh, obviously I went to school like everybody else. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't think my, my childhood was really that much different from anybody else's. Pretty uh, not interesting, really. <laughs> <laughs> Just as everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Were your parents encouraging of these kind of artistic pursuits? Yes, 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 yes. Incredibly encouraging. You know, I come from a very artistic family. I love everybody in my family wholeheartedly. And uh, everybody's been right behind me every single step of the way. And that's been something that's been completely invaluable. Not just limited to musicians. Who would you say inspires you the most? Um, Ulysses Grant and Edgar Allan Poe. Charlie Patton, Hank Williams. <laughs> you know, I think uh, all four of those men kind of uh, different sides of the same coin, you know, even though they all did different things, sort of. They were all American heroes. You mentioned Edgar Allan Poe. Are you a big reader? Yes, 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 yes. And, uh, you know, Poe is uh, one of the best from right here, from this country. And uh, when you read his stuff, there ain't nothing like it. Tell us about some of the other stuff that you enjoy reading. Uh, you know, Melville. I really like Melville. Gatsby's a really great book. You know, I like to read a lot of American literature. You know, I love Shakespeare, just as everybody else. Uh, every Shakespeare play is a masterpiece, obviously. You know, there's a lot of great writers over time, and their works, you know, something like Hamlet or King Lear or The Raven or Moby Dick, serve as monuments to humanity so many years later. Very interesting way to put that. What do you mean by monuments to humanity? Oh, well. I mean, just like the way Mount Rushmore stands with all the president's faces on it, representing them and the culture of, of uh, you know, the office that sits above this land. Those works speak to the deepest levels of the human tradition. And when they stand there, as they do, untouchable, I mean, you know, people every so often might say, well, it's time to get rid of Shakespeare. You can't beat a guy like him. He's almost a god, really. <laughs> Would you say that you're more that you're more moved by the melody, the music of a song, or are you more touched by the lyric? What resonates with you the most? It's all it's it's all one thing. It's all one thing put together. When you hear uh, Hank Williams sing, you know uh, they actually called him the hillbilly Shakespeare. 
uh, it's the best lines, it's the best melody, it's the best music, and it's all firing on all cylinders all at once. It's just perfect. Couldn't change a thing about it. Definitely. Do you care what critics say? Look, these critics lost credibility a long time ago, about the time they killed John Keats. And, you know, uh, no one ever took them seriously since then. So, absolutely not. I couldn't care less. What about public reactions to a, a, a song? Like, when you release something, does it matter to you so much what the people say? Yeah, sure. People come up to me on my shows and love my songs. Everybody in my shows loves my songs. So, uh, it's really great that they do. But if they didn't, I would still be writing them. I would still be making them. Hmm. You know, uh, when, when you're an artist, it's a thing you have to do. Not really a choice. So when you're writing a song, is there uh, is there a particular method that you like to take? Is there? Do you write on a guitar? Do you use a piano? How? What's your process? Um, my songs come in all sorts of different ways. Sometimes they come really quick. Sometimes they come. They take a long time. Undone on the album is is the only song on the EP with not on the album on the EP. Um, it's the only song without a guitar. I wrote that one on piano. But other ones come with a guitar. Some of them just come in the middle of the night, and I wake up with them fully formed in my head. really just depends. So what instruments do you play? Guitar and piano. Guitar and piano. Yeah, I mean, in the computer, you know, people consider that an instrument nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> if you could sing a duet with anyone, who would it be? Hank Williams. I mean, you know, it's a, unfortunately he's been gone for a long time, but yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that country music gets a bad rap sometimes? Oh, I mean, maybe by people who don't listen to country music. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, people say all sorts of stuff about all this stuff. The truth is all these genres, there's incredible artists in all of them. And there's horrible artists in all of them. It's just about finding the right ones, you know? Hmm. Yeah, definitely. What's something that you would like to do with your career in music? What's a goal maybe that you have? I just want to keep playing for the American public and keep putting out albums. That's all I aspire to in life. It's just to be able to do more albums, have more people listen to them, have more people come to the shows, play as many shows as I can. I want to do that until the day I die. Is it hard being a singer-songwriter with the last name Dylan? No, oh, I don't put I don't put too much thought into that. Um, you know, I love my grandfather. He's made the most noble and consequential of work. Um but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to forge my own path. What misconceptions do you think there are about you? Well, you know, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm sure there are some, uh, but I don't, pay, I, don't, I, I don't really pay too much attention to them or, uh, you know, whatever type of crazy things people come up with. You know, I, I, I hope there's, not some terribly untrue story that's going around, but, you know, maybe there is. And <laughs> if there was, there's nothing I could do about that anyways. Uh, so, you know, 
I've found in life, people are just going to think whatever they want to think. And, uh, that's fine because I'm gonna keep making records. And when you come to my shows, people know the words to the songs and they love those fucking songs. So, you know, the detractors can not come to the shows. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's amazing sometimes how much energy people can put sometimes into something that they don't like. It's like there's so in today's time, there are so many entertainment and educational options available. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like find something. Of course. I mean, you go on the Spotify, listen to any record ever made. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. I mean, like, I, even if you go on, like, the comments on, like, somebody's Instagram, like, let's just say, for example, Taylor Swift, you won't even believe the stuff people are writing on that. So vile, so terrible. Hmm. What would you say is the best thing about being Pablo Dylan? That I know exactly what I want to do in life and that I'm lucky enough that people are receptive to it. If you had to pick one song of yours to represent what you do, what song would it be? Eye of the Storm, um, which is the first song off the final somersault. And there's a new one that I just wrote a couple of days ago that I'll tell you about first called Nightingale. Uh-huh. Yeah, not out yet. I haven't even recorded it. But it'll it'll be out soon. And repeat the title one more time. Nightingale. Nightingale. What's it about? It's about what's going on in the country right now. It's about the divisions. Sort of like Eye of the Storm, but a little more defined. Very interesting. I like that song, Eye of the Storm, a lot, and I'm hoping you can tell us about what inspired that one. That song was inspired just, you know, I think everything changed when Trump got elected. And I don't say that with any specific opinion behind it. It's just Republicans and Democrats alike both got a lot more fed up with each other. And I think what happened is there's these incredible divisions in this country today. And people, pundits argue about, you know, the real root about them. I can't tell you what it is. I'm not a politician. And I was reading about Grant when he first took command of the army and he was in the wilderness. And I realized that type of courage, that type of division in that time was the exact same, not the exact same, but a similar idea as what's going on today. You know, we're one nation, but somehow we still fight our enemies, foreign and abroad, trying to kill every single one of us Americans. And yet we still can't get along with each other. Hmm. Well, it's so interesting in this day and time, how easy it is to communicate. We were talking about communication a little earlier But if you could say anything to anyone who's tuned in, I'm just basically giving you the stage here. Just take the microphone. What would you say to anyone who's listening to us? I would say listen to my records. (laughs) Come to my shows. Every single thing I want to say, I put in my songs, and I write them to be heard. And, you know, it's just amazing to be able to play them every night. 
anyone can check out pablodillon.com. The music is out there. I suggest you check it out. You can also follow him on Twitter, at Pablo Dillon. Who is Pablo Dillon? Who are you at heart? Nothing more, but it's nothing more than a simple songwriter. Well, sir, I really appreciate you spending time with us. Man, I appreciate the interview. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. It was great to talk to you, and uh, I, I look forward to maybe talking to you again sometime, and I hope you make it to Atlanta, Georgia. Definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be out there at some point. You will be the first one to know, I promise you. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much again. Oh, my pleasure. All right, sir. Until next time. Until next time. You have a, good, you have a wonderful day. You too. Godspeed. You too. The boop, bop, deep, bop, doodly, keep, bop, doodly, shop, bop, ding, dock, ooh, no, I just get up, I like a pom, pom, cook it to be, I said, like, bop, got some fucking, don't come, pom, to goodle, the goodle, bop, boodle, boom, goodbye.